Good afternoon and welcome to the new episode of the Quest for Excellence series brought to you by Intellectus Consulting. Friends, by now I'm sure all of you are aware that the Quest for Excellence series is synonymous with raising the standards of marketing and commercial excellence in our industry. It aspires to not only raise the standards of marketing excellence, but also foster great learnings through shared experiences of business leaders in our industry. These industry leaders come with a plethora of skills and diverse experiences across functional domains, such as marketing excellence, brand building excellence, leadership excellence, commercial excellence, and strategy excellence. They have spent years in our pharmaceutical industry honing these skill sets and applying these skills in their work and at the same time sharing these skills with their teams who have been working with them in every organization that they have been associated with. What's more important, these business leaders have achieved benchmarks of excellence in their respective functions. Intellectus Consulting, in its humble endeavor, aspires to bring these learnings to the fore so that the leaders can share these learnings with the audience in the most candid and forthright manner. We have had leaders across different organizations who have come to our platform and have shared their life experiences and learnings for the benefit of our viewers. These experiences have been captured not only as the interview series of the Quest for Excellence that is available on our dedicated YouTube channel, but they're also available in the form of podcasts in both the Spotify and Anchor apps. In continuation with our theme, today we have a new guest for our series. Our guest is an industry veteran who has spent over 35 years in the pharmaceutical industry. He has had tremendous experience across functional domains of sales, sales management, commercial excellence, marketing, and overall commercial operations. My guest for today is Mr. Kamlesh Kalidasan, who is the Senior Vice President for Emerging Therapies Cluster for CIPLA. Kamlesh is one of the most experienced and well-known professionals in our industry for over 35 years now. He started his career way back in 1990 as a medical representative in the erstwhile Fulford Limited. Many of our colleagues would remember that Fulford was a small yet highly specialized dermatology care business company and was one of the respected leaders in the field of dermatology. With a very sizable sales stint, Kamlesh grew through the ranks of the organization, quickly assuming increasing roles and responsibilities, such as area manager, regional manager, and national sales manager in a span of 15 years. Kamlesh also saw through the integration of Full Ford with Shering Plow in the mid 2000s and became the director for the primary care business 
of Shering Plow, which integrated the erstwhile full Ford business as well as the acquired business of Organon. From this position, he drove commercial operations for the combined entity and was extremely successful, so much so that he went on to assume additional responsibility of the Sri Lankan operations. Kamlesh is a veteran sales management and a born leader, and I've had the privilege of personally knowing Kamlesh since we worked together as colleagues in different streams during the years of 2006 to 2011. With the, with the merger with Merkshop and Dome MST in 2011, Kamlesh went on to handle the overall diversified brands portfolio of the new MST in India. And from there on went from strength to strength, assuming higher roles and responsibilities in strategic marketing, as well as commercial excellence. Kamlesh has worked with the entire organization, starting from Fulford to Sharing Plow to uh, MST for more than 25 years. And after a great successful stint, decided to change his organization and then join CIPLA. It's been an outstanding ride once again for Kamlesh in, for, in CIPLA, knowing his core functional competencies, as well as his ability of great leadership skills that I have known he possesses. Today, Kamlesh is the senior vice president of emerging therapies of CIPLA, which includes those by chronic care, business of diabetes and cardiovascular, as well as subchronic therapies. It's my pleasure to have Kamlesh on this episode today, because I believe that the rich vignettes of his sales experience will go a long way in helping marketeers understand the nuances of all the functions that he has been associated with. So without much further ado, let's get on to the conversation with Kamlesh Kalidasan. Hi Kamlesh, good afternoon. Can you see me? Can you hear me? You're on mute. <laughs> <coughs> Hope it's fine now. Absolutely, you're audible. Yeah, yeah. Good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon. Hi, Shailesh. How are you? Very good. Very good. It's so good to see you, uh, Kamlesh. Um, and, um, you know, after a long time in person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you look slimmer and trimmer, I must say. I don't know. Is it? Is yes. It? What I, I saw you. Is my voice cracking? I think your voice is uh, actually a little bit cracking. Is it? Is it? Uh, you're, is what, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely audible. You're absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. I'm uh, as well as on the broad, and uh, it's fine. There might be slight uh, differences, but otherwise you're absolutely audible. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the yeah, compliments. Thanks. Like no, yes, young and fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I remember our old full full days. So uh, you have. I lost weight. Yes. Yes, you have lost weight. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's very, it's very evident. Uh, uh, Kamlesh on the other side of the screen, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, how have things been with you so far? It's it's great. Uh, it's great going, and uh, I think uh, this particular uh, 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 not anticipated era of COVID is something which uh, has taken us to a different level of trajectory in terms of leadership. 
and uh, at the same time like no we have learned a lot of new things and i think we got a uh, uh, we got a different world waiting for us now to absolutely. actually take up and uh, lift off absolutely and we are going to br- briefly touch upon that as well in terms of yeah. experiences in the last 16 months because i've i've been having this conversation with the earlier business leaders who have come on to our series you know i am very thankful that you are conducting this series first of all uh, sailesh because uh, i think uh, more than it's digital which is actually virtual so everybody can see it i think uh, making a choice of uh, leaders who have got experience uh, i had a chance to see some of your uh, earlier series videos too and it brings a lot of lot of learnings for me also and uh, more or less reflects the same kind of uh, 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 kind of experiences we have got i'm happy to contribute to this exercise thank you so much kamlesh uh, it's really humbling to hear that from a very highly respected and regarded business leader mind you just before you logged in i was having a 3 minutes uh, introduction to our viewers about the guest that's you who's going to come on to our sh- into our show and it's amazing that a kind of a wonderful career that you've had a perfect again classic textbook career that you've had you spent a lifetime in sales you you know you came down to the brass tacks you know pulled up your uh, trousers and rolled up your sleeves did the function of sales in those old foot days and then you became director you assumed roles and responsibilities which we will definitely go through and then you know you have done roles in commercial operations excellence marketing and now you head emergic chronic care cluster therapies in sepla i mean it couldn't have been better i mean there's so much of richness uh, of experience uh, combination it was very obvious and that i wanted to have you on this uh series because you are one of those leaders who can actually very you know openly contribute to our uh, community of almost about 1500 marketers who actually see this uh, show you know across the industry so it's going to be a great learning for them and so thank you so much first of all welcome to our series and it's great to have you you know thanks 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 once again sanish so um so um i want to keep this you know very uh, easy going free flowing conversation and i think um my first question um three and a half decades is a long time kamlesh and have you ever had a chance to pause reflect it's oh my god i got 30 plus years her time has just flown by so i just wanted to know let's think of let's have you ever had a chance to reflect pause and see yes. where yes. You know, your humble beginnings in 1990 and now in 2021 yeah. i think uh, you have given me an opportunity right now also sarish i think uh, it's been some time since we have been uh, going back whenever we write a resume we do go back uh, that's the first time when you try to see what you have achieved but it's actually natural for any person like you and me to keep a repository of what has happened and what are the learnings across i think uh, we always reflect it back when it comes to uh, thinking about our next assignment because we what are learnings which have done in the past i know that it's not going to help you the next assignment but surely it's going to help you give the confidence to take up the next assignment we do have a chance to get reflected back and 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 uh, when you reflect back uh, do you do it in overall terms or is it in terms of specific evolution of your skill sets say sales yeah. management or you know marketing business? yeah specific exactly so first is that no i would say that uh, 30 years is too uh, long and uh, you can find that it cannot be summed up in a minute but i can i can sum it up in say around say about 3 minutes there are two different angles to is one is the first part of my career was in sales and it was in the multinational 
And the second part of the career was actually not the second part, the last part of it is more the domestic market and the leadership role also in the marketing also. Uh, I, I, I just see this, expo if I had to just recollect, uh, I, I just draw a word cloud of two different types. Uh, one word cloud is actually of the multinational atmosphere or environment. The other word cloud is more of the domestic environment. I, if I had to recollect what are those word clouds, what are those big words which come in a multinational organization is morely global, uh, having patents, scientific data, clinical research, hardcore strategy, documentation, compliance, uh, uh, having a strategic approach, uh, defining treatment guidelines, engagements, execution frameworks. Why am I talking about these words is these are the ones which echo across all levels. It's not that it echoes to me, but in the boardrooms and in the office rooms and in the team under with the customer also the same words echo. Similarly, if you go into a kind of a Indian multinational domestic environment, you will find that uh, more of local appro approvals, behaviors are more aggressive, flexibility, innovation is actually one thing which comes up very clearly when it comes to domestic uh, uh, players, because it's it's a place where people would like to innovate. They got the liberty to innovate. They got a sponsorship to innovate. Tactical frameworks, timing is actually the biggest word you hear in domestic environment. Uh, is it the right time to launch? Are you late? Are you are actually right on time? Quick wins, more of PNL, uh, gross margins, and at the same time campaign specific ones. So you can find that these two word clouds. I have given a little bit more words, but if you put it like no you have to actually adapt to, to this uh, under this if i had to draw the sales and marketing it's all going to be the same whether you're in a sales or a marketing in both these word clouds you should know how to adapt to each other and if you had to win i think like no uh, you have to absorb those words personally and try to deliver it in any level group product manager or a brand manager or a business unit head it has to happen in that manner i think the ideal situation uh, i had as you rightly said is having an exposure of both these uh, word clouds, uh, both in multinational and in Indian. At the same time, the sales and marketing also have got an equivalent exposure in terms of both these places. So it's a, it's actually a big blessing for me. Uh, and I'm sure that both these rooms don't communicate uh, similarly. There is an intersection. Having said that, it's not that, no, there is no intersection. There is an intersection when it comes to the strategy or when it comes to execution, it does uh, come to an execution. But the the total way of thinking is uh, different uh, you have to actually change yourself in these cases so ideally speaking for marketing professionals i would say that no that all these four quadrants are going to be important for them to touch base in some part of their career to have a complete picture of how you can actually proceed into your uh, next level of competence fantastic fantastic uh, kamlesh to hear that coming from the leader of uh, one of india's most respected companies it's very good to hear this. And I, 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 I've I, taken a liking for that nice jargon, not a jargon exactly, but a nice word called word clouds, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we store data on the cloud, but I, I now have to store words on the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> word cloud. No, and I think you're, you've hit the nail on the head because the terminologies, the processes that we you know keep using in our, in our days when we work together also in our MNC frameworks with all that strategy, positioning, etc., go-to-market model. Like, whereas you go to uh, the Indian organizations, it's more of speed, agility, you know, tactical for staff, P&L, right? Uh, it, just one point, and it was an interesting comment you made, uh, which, which, you know, it, it took my attention is 
they are separate word clouds, as you rightly said, but they have an intersection, right? It, in terms of execution, et cetera. And that is something which is important. So you have seen both sides come. So definitely your ability to contribute and add value to the current business of domestic will obviously leverage on your learnings that you had in the MNC framework, right? So you will borrow those learnings heavily uh, and put it into the, 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 the next word cloud framework of the Indian organization. Does that happen or you still operate? No. Uh, it's slightly different, Shailaj. It's a good question. Like, no, you captured it well. Uh, actually, I also expected it to be the same. But uh, when I was in a multinational space, uh, the tendency of uh, 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 having groomed by global organization, the support of uh, international marketing and also the regional marketing leads, uh, everything is ready-made, right? When it comes to, uh, uh, I, th I think I, if I have to explain it, how easy it is in a multinational you never realize as long as you're in a multinational uh, how difficult it is in domestic business and how richness is there in domestic business you don't realize when you're in a multinational for example if i had to say like no uh, it starts from finished product when it comes to multinational the product is before you and it is actually you're going to buy you're like a distributor you have to buy the product use the strategy it is just like any uh, uh, distributor based environment the strategy is written you have to sell it. Only thing is that you have to sell it the way the multinational wants it to sell. We call it as compliance. Like, no, they are very strict about how they operate. This environment, as long as you're there, you're guarded, groomed, you're directed, and just have to do what is actually being spelled out. The specific of local characteristics of the country come within, and that's where we play a part to align the whole strategy of global to local market. And as long as we are in the world where I spend most of our time, I never realized that no, that uh, uh, it's so tough outside or probably it's so rich outside. The moment uh, I took a step, uh, I took my own daring step saying that, okay, enough of multinational, let's get into generic and try to, as you rightly said, uh, uh, walk on the sock with the socks in the slush and try to get things done. When we entered there, I found that the vocabulary or the kind of uh, uh, expectations are huge and you will not believe it starts from probably product conceptualization to uh, designing the packaging to understanding who the vendor is going to be to understand the capacity of uh, uh, how much is going to be how the gross margins differs in terms of capacity the different pricing which you're going to do the discounting mechanism apart from that when it comes to you it's also the question of like no uh, how well you are poised to make a differentiation it's in-house or p2p or loan licensing and then after that, when it, the finished goods come to you, uh, you you start looking at the strategy based on the finished product which comes to you. It's, it's actually a post-graduation for me. Let me tell you, for the first five or six months when I entered into a domestic organization, uh, the words which were, I said the world cloud is a very good uh, uh, kind of a definition. It's totally different. Uh, uh, the question which was asked me sometimes were like, no, do you know the capacity of the plant which is getting manufactured? I was thinking, why the hell I should know about the capacity of the plant which is required? Well, the capacity is required because you should know the batch size. Batch size is required because you should know the shelf life. Shelf life, if it is going to be, if your volumes are less and shelf life is going to be less, you've got a bigger issue in terms of expiries. So that's the level uh, you get into. So I think uh, uh, the multinational space talks about more about strategy, structured, organized kind of a way how we can launch. But I should say that no, that competition is limited there. Uh, you are a you are a king there because. If it is a patented brand, still you own the space. But when it comes to Indian organization, it's it's really trying to get that small bit working for you to make the big difference. And that's where I think that uh, innovation is more in Indian organizations. 
uh, and at the same time richness of uh, 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 the complete commercialization of a brand is more there and if you are actually starting in a brand management in an indian organization he is a worthy enough person for him to move to a multinational space because he knows much more better than the curriculum which has been shared there uh, in that place vice versa it's actually going to be difficult but if you are actually having the interest you can adapt to it very nicely so but both these spaces my uh, my expect my uh, expectation of myself and the and the marketers are that you should vet yourself equivalently in both these spaces because it's different worlds out there brilliant uh, kamlesh i mean you've just kind of uh, set the context uh, very well uh, uh, you know essentially if i had to summarize what you've said yeah mncs as we know we spend our lives for a very structured working environments compliance frameworks etc and whereas you don't have so much of a structured environment in indian organizations but where there is very lot of freedom flexibility innovation on the fly agility is more there and the terminologies as you rightly said are very different you know you talk more of strategic things here you're talking about batch size and you know cogs and gross margins and you know can you squeeze out that extra 1% during yeah. to give 1% in distribution margins i learned that the hard way i mean <laughs> 2011 till 2015 for the last four years of my active corporate career were in indian organizations and it was a very different beast very different way of working and the 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 uh, deliverables were different in a way as you rightly said the deliverables were more on the profit numbers it's more on the margins and it and you know and whereas you were talk about brands and you know uh, equity yeah and, yeah but it's nice and have you been able to now make peace i mean working from structure to unstructured speed and agility it's been 6 years right for you now 100% yeah. it took around i think the adaptability uh, normally uh, any person who gets into this world uh, with passion i think uh, he should be able to get adaptable within 4 months time uh, but you should have the keenness to uh, understand what ca- w- w- the the kind of organization you're working for uh, most of the domestic formulation industry uh, operates in the similar manner uh, in fact some are quite exaggerated some are uh, uh, there is a pnl in multinational for only four lines uh, uh, four rows but if you come to a pnl of a domestic organization it might be around about close to 15 to 20 lines line items so you'll find the kind of leverages you have to get from each item is uh, totally different and so it gets some time to adapt but it's quite interesting that know that uh, 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 actually speaking the the theory is uh, so nice to learn about it it takes 4 to 5 months to get adapted would it be fair to say kamlesh uh, as a message from you to our marketers community who not only comprise of mnc but indian marketers that if you want to make this transition then what you're saying and what i'm getting from you is i think two or three very important attributes one is the flexibility second is adaptability and third is agility because all are extremely demanding in indian environments you need to be very adaptable flexible speed there is no structured way of working every day like i mentioned you may have to drop some priority because there is something else that just come you know suppose suddenly a product comes under price control leave everything look at the price control impact and <laughs> nlm impact and i've seen that happen right Absolutely. so it happens multitask multitasking becomes extraordinarily important at a very feverish pace so you i think you would agree your companies that these absolutely things- absolutely absolutely these are this and at the same time i would suggest if if a transition is happening uh, from a multinational level to an indian organization it's better to take a uh, at least around say about 2 months before a mentor who can actually guide you on this transition because it's if if you're dropping yourself in a parachute there 
uh, it's going to be quite uh, tough uh, to actually cope up so you can actually uh, my my uh, it, it's easier from this side to the other side uh, but from multinational to domestic organization, it's better to take a mentor who's been there, who's a friend of yours. Try to understand the various metrics which they are using there. Uh, uh, it's not only about the SFA metrics, but also in terms of the PNL metrics and the kind of backend which happens when it comes to commercialization of brands. It's very much necessary. Absolutely, absolutely great. No, that's a very good point, uh, Kamlesh. Uh, and and there's there's another message: mentorship. You know, to help make a successful transition. I think that's a good yeah. point. Uh, let's now uh, get into a discussion, uh, which I'm sure you will also would love to have is turning the clock back in those initial years, say 1990 to 2006, where you started off with a small but very well-known organization called Fulford India Limited, which is very dear to your heart. And I'm sure it will stay with life for you because you built that organization from the scratch. No doubt about it, right? And it created a differentiated name for itself in the pharma industry, in the field of dermatology care products like Quadriderm, Dip Salad, Dip Genta. My question to you, Kamlesh, is when you were in the sales function selling and promoting these brands, and then when we met way back in 2006 for the first time in head office, I was in marketing, you were also had come into a, a, a head office role. And that time was when we got integrated into an outfit called Sharing Plow, right? The way of managing brands was different. Do you, how do you think was the brand building process different in the old erstwhile full forward versus the new sharing plow? What, what did you see any differences in with the brands were built, resources were just uh, lying, uh, you know, initial thoughts? Yeah, I think, I think, uh, by nature, uh, uh, full forward was a multinational because of the reason it was an affiliate, but uh, it had the essence of multinational during the time, and that's why it was actually very famous. Uh, in the dermatological space so i would say that no that uh, full four to sharing plow was little bit of a transition only but from sharing plow to merck sharp and dome was a larger piece uh, I, I would rate that is actually a big jump okay. uh, if i have to see the first level of uh, uh, sharing plow or even full ford it was used to traditionally i think uh, we had an organization called as tvg which used to come and uh, tutor us from, uh, uh, from abroad. And they used to do the complete brand planning exercise with one single book. I should say that it was a one single book, which we have to workbook, which we have to fill up. But it made a lot of sense uh, uh, creating a kind of a brand plan at that time around about a, about a day and a half course. But I think the transition took place when it came to uh, Merck Sharp and Dome. I, I would say that one of the best things which can happen to me is actually learning from Merck about marketing. It was one of the, uh, uh, I should say respected marketing companies in the world and they took their time to come and teach us. I, 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 I know that it was close to around about for one brand plan. We had to take around about eight days. Uh, we had to lock ourselves in Goa uh, in a kind of a hotel in a room and try to move every uh, part of the where to play, how to do and uh, the kind of modules which they got in every day, wearing shorts, uh, uh, putting the charts all over, no computers being used, taking each and every bit of the information and putting into that room. And then gazing the room with around say about 24 charts, creating the complete brand plan. It was actually a totally different simulation of a, a kind, calling doctors there itself, calling the rep there itself, bringing the zonal business managers on the third day, trying to understand whether it works. So from a kind of a structured workbook environment, we moved to a simulation environment where we were able to see everything happening before you and we were able to feel the brand plan working when we create those brand plans uh, 
I think right now it's moved to a different phase altogether. The the phase which we are having right now is actually more towards like you no, know, we know very clearly about uh, the patient funnels and we know very clearly about the leverage points. It's just a question of finding how do you match to the ecosystem at this point of time. Uh, matching every leverage point to an ecosystem right now is a big post graduation when compared to that offer. So I think understanding leverage points, positioning, behavioral objectives. Uh, execution matrix strategy is all done. Uh, it's a very common uh, kind of a uh, theory which everybody knows now. But fitting it uh, to the current world is actually the most difficult part uh, because the, the 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 need for capabilities are huge, and you should be having a, a, a multi-centric approach in terms of thinking, uh, which is right. a, a huge expectation for the market is right. Right. No, I think what you rightly said uh, that the the huge step of transition or step change from sharing to MSD because the Merck way of marketing was completely different as compared to what we had groomed for the five years in sharing. And that was a huge learning for all of us in terms of brand building principles, you know, with deep uh, insights and, you know, looking at the market from a 360 degree and bringing that plan to life. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. From your standpoint, I'm keen to know you had such rich sales background and sales gives you a great understanding of demand generation, customer understanding, deep insights on their behaviors, etc. You come into a head office based position and get into a role of marketing and that too within more. You were fortunate and obviously you also got into that. When you look back now, Kamlesh, that initial st <clears throat> excuse me, stint as a director of marketing, did you bring your learnings of the field and sales into the brand planning process? And if so, can you tell our audience, how did it really, you know, uh, help at one level to get all the pieces together so that the richness of knowledge stayed, you know, in that planning process, if you can help us. Thanks for asking this question, because uh, I think uh, it's easier for a marketing person to get into sales right now in this current world because he can ask for it. Like, you no, know, he can say to his boss, I need a sales experience. And that doesn't mean that he wants a full-fledged sales experience. He needs to understand what sales operations like, and he wants it to be a part of the resume. That's a kind of an ask right now. Uh, at the same time, if a salesperson asks for a marketing position, normally the entries are quite restricted because he's a tactical guy who has been used to doing sales. Marketing requires a different thought process altogether. So I think uh, uh, it's difficult to swim the side. Uh, uh, it's easier to swim the other side, first part. So I had a chance because you need some kind of a person who understands. I think especially from the sales side, people also should have good marketing uh, uh, mentors who are able to sense that this person is able to think marketing at least. Like you know, he's able to dissect everything and try to uh, manage things separately rather than as a whole. Uh, I think previously we used to have internal management associates a kind of a career path uh, right now you'll find that oh, the career paths are quite restricted it's just just jumping six months of mr experience and after that they become brand managers after that they try to move it across in in my stint when i was moving from a sales manager to a marketing head uh, i felt that no oh, that uh, i had enough in me to actually take it up because one is a passion and second is also that we had a lot of instincts where we took uh, uh, multiple uh, kind of roles without having the role itself in marketing to design certain things. So we had vetted ourselves into brand planning. These simulations which happened, it is based on our contributions and it's based on 
the kind of thinking we churn makes you a good marketer. So there's no course for marketers as such. It's, it's a question of a competency which has to be brought alive. And that, if you're able to have the passion to bring it alive and show up, I think it's easier for you to get into the marketing side. But having got into the marketing side, your question of yours, that is a director marketing, it helped me a lot. One is that to make executable uh, strategies. First is, it's not about boardrooms and designing strategies there, but it's about whether the last man standing in your organization, organization, I mean, if you are as a view head also, I always believe if the last person who's standing there is able to talk the brand story of in just around about one sheet of paper or a few lines, that could be the best thing which can happen. The understanding is has to be so smooth. This can happen if probably you know what's happening in the in the clinic. But if it's going to be only the boardrooms, then I'm sure that it's going to be only definition of strategy and the frameworks being cascaded through cycle meetings, but not sensing of whether it can happen or not happen in the doctor's chamber. I think having a sales experience, you are able to filter what will work, what will not work, first thing. Uh, it's not that the marketer is not able to do it. If he's having the sales stint in his mind or if he's actually doing done a lot of field working, he's, he's actually putting his putting himself into the sales shoes. Even he can do it. It's not that the other person only can do it. But putting yourself into your shoes of the uh, TM to understand whether it can happen is something which is going to be very crucial. Second is, uh, how can we make complex things simple? Is actually one type of communication which is more valued uh, in this. Because within now, right now, you can see cycle meetings are happening within three hours. Uh, you can find previously we had two days of cycle meeting. Now it's three hours. In three hours, if you have to communicate, say, six brands, and if you have to communicate the strategies and expect him to buy it and then go and work and come back, you have to make the complex thing simple. You cannot talk about marketing behavioral objectives and all this stuff. Uh, uh, the jargons cannot be used in this place because he will just uh, go and do back the same thing. So you need to make sure that, you know, that that simplicity has been brought. And also in that role, I also understood that you know, how to move the word efficiency to effectiveness. Uh, we, we all understand that efficiency is nothing but the motor is running, but the water is not filling in the overhead tank. Like, no, it's a garamore. It's it's not actually, it's, you know that the motor is running, but it's not filling the, this exactly is, uh, 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 this exact learning that, no, that efficiency to effectiveness was actually a great kind of a learning when I moved into this role, because both uh, I was able to do it with care. First, the efficiency comes, and then we move it to effectiveness. There are a lot of examples for that, but I would stay there by saying that, no, in this role, we were able to put both the Beautiful. I mean, I was just listening to you with rapt attention. So, you know, um, the, to just to encapsulate what you said, I think the first thing is because of your richness of sales stint and background that you had done, you were clearly, you know, focused on the executability of the strategies that were drawn Absolutely. up by market, which is so nicely said. And I completely agree with this on you, Kamlesh, because the, if the last man standing on the battlefield is able to articulate that in whatever way is expected, then you know the strategy will work at the end of the day. Absolutely. I think that's very good for you. Second thing I think you also spoke about is that you're not just focused on the efficiency piece, but translating or transforming it into the effectiveness piece, because that is also something which is extremely important. And when you have both sides of the uh, uh, you know coin experience, then you are really doing it very well in terms of driving both efficiency and effectiveness. And the third thing that you very beautifully 
is that you know marketers need to uh, obviously take into account different pieces of the uh, the brand planning and understanding what goes to market what which where uh, you know the sales guys does it in a particular fashion so that uh, you know you know the best chance of outcomes or success is what you have said so nicely i i uh, had a question and this is and many business leaders like you have said this that the transition uh, from obviously marketing to sales is very easy because it's considered hallowed and a sales stint will use as a talent management kind of a progression but then from sales to marketing it's difficult it's you know it's not because he's seen more as an executor and you're right i mean those but i think uh, you you use the word for the third time which is mentorship i think i i think what you're communicating and other good successful leaders have also said on our platform brand managers need mentors so you need mentoring at every level either when you make a transition from one set of an organization to the other another type of mentoring is moving across functions sales to marketing or vice versa or third even taking on additional roles and responsibility do you believe that mentoring is really required in our industry even today uh, kamlesh with so much of change in the landscape what's your take i, I think really the important? first before mentoring uh, shailesh i would say uh, first is you have to jump into it uh, that's something which jump happens okay. yes the question is that no that uh, uh, nobody will be willing to give you the job if you're not trying to make yourselves uh, 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 you have to make yourselves visible first second is you have to try to express at multiple forums that know that i am interested keep i think nowadays in this current world uh, uh, the 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 titles appear in your mailbox that saying that they are recruiting you should openly apply and give them a chance for them to see why you should be taken at this point of time in fact i would actually uh, say at whatever level you are in your career uh, which uh, you have to trade it off and try to make the leap um and i made the leap typically when i moved from sales to marketing i had a leadership portion where i had a good amount of diversified team reporting to me but that leap also had a chance uh, uh, i had a chance to leap and i left and the organizations which are grooming you are very much interested in actually you taking lateral roles also uh, any organization will never say no for lateral roles in fact they are more happy to take you inside because first is it is a retention uh, uh, policy of the organization to give you what you want because otherwise you are going to search for the same kind of roles outside uh, so first is giving a letter role helps in terms of the organization to groom people for the future for the next role and that leap has to be made by you uh, very often i have seen also that know that uh, uh, like no the, the in idps when we discuss the marketers and we say that no is not the right time for you to take a sales career they say yes sir uh, but still i think like no i can manage without it. Uh, it it clearly talks about the individual that he is not interested in making that leap due to so many reasons uh, so that's something which uh, uh, there are transitional competencies which are required uh, which cannot be groomed in the kind of levels you are in a sales guy going to marketing uh, you cannot groom yourself when you are in sales you have to go there and have a six months transition prove your worth in around about 2 to 3 years and that stint is going to help you to become a new head so first is both the sides you should make the leap uh, and that leap will not come voluntarily to you it you have to ask for it you have to jump for it and you have to trade it off the second thing is when you have decided to do it i think you uh, mentors come easy for you the mentor who is interested to help you will also be most of the time the one who is willing to give you the job also 
because uh, nobody is going to mentor for free because they don't have the time but if there is a good opportunity that if you are a good sales guy getting into marketing there is a good chance that he can mentor you and he can get the sales done from yours similarly vice versa let's try and understand that you trade off your sales to make sure that you have a, a, a kind of a 30 or 40 percent eye on the sales still and you can get this thing done and in fact you have to tell them also i can i can do both not a problem you have to make that pitch to the top management and also at the same time you should find opportunities uh, uh, i think the more cautious person or the more selfish person who try to do it in his own uh, organization uh, in his own vertical because these type of opportunities keep coming and the mentor appears from uh, from nowhere and any person who is taking you is going to be a mentor because he knows you're you're capable and uh, you have the other side of the story right you're trying to correct this part of the story and the organization is going to going to also complement that type of an approach i think Beautiful. first point get the you take the lead second is uh, search for something which is actually the in the same organization uh, moving to a different organization may actually make uh, a risk taking is a little bit higher because uh, uh, you, 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 they have got different expectations from you when you actually move from a uh, uh, from a different organization. Absolutely. No, very beautifully said, Kamlesh. <laughs> I, 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 I completely agree with you. Take the leap first, and then uh, you know yeah. the mentor will automatically work with you uh, to make you more successful in that new role. Or Absolutely. very well said. That comes to the now the piece of discussion, uh, Kamlesh. Uh, your uh, views. As now you have both sales and marketing as at a very senior leadership level in Cipla for cluster of businesses. So you have a first-hand experience of evaluating the marketing roles and functions performed by the brand managers and marketing teams of various businesses or brands portfolios. Uh, when you see the level of competencies and skills that marketers had in late 90s, early 2000s, even mid 2000s, you know, and today, when you see their crop of marketeers, my first question is, how are you? Are you happy, satisfied? Do you think they are more evolved, they're smarter, or you think they need more handholding? Do you see any essential gaps in their competencies or skills? And if so, I mean, uh, if you believe so, what is the reasons you think uh, could be these, you know, fundamental uh, endemic weaknesses and if at all they exist? And how do you think we should, as an industry, build out you know their capabilities in marketing if at all that's just so your... it's a very uh, uh, valid question at this point of time because the the transition as we speak is happening like the expectations are different uh, right for example if you are going to think about the current world say about around three years back my answer would have been different but because you're asking post covid times the answer is going to be totally different which i never expected that i'll be doing this uh, two years back uh, let me tell you the most, um, uh, while we always feel that no, there is a lot of insecurity in the sales function because there is a limitation for him to meet the customer. There's a lot of insecurity in the marketing teams as well. Uh, I'm not talking about any organization at this point of time. I'm talking about as in the industry because we do mentor people and they keep talking to us uh, uh, always. Like every week we get at least one or two calls. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty there because first is that no, that there's a lot of evolution right now which is happening inside the in, inside the ecosystem itself uh, traditionally you know very clearly uh, if i had to take some time to explain to you how uh, if you go by the 
typical leverage points of pre-origination where the patient seeks the information from. Uh, previously, it was a retailer. Let me tell you, now it's actually the internet. The patient knows uh, what is the indication, what are the signs and symptoms. The patient also knows uh, how to read an MRI, what are the reports say, and what that report means, what are the management of this, and he only doesn't know which brand. To the molecular level and diagnosis is very clear. He is reaching the customer with only one objective to make sure that check whether the doctor is writing the same thing or not. So invariably the answer is there. So the doctor is also in a fix. If he writes a different answer, the questions are that no, I, I think it's different. So you've got a well-read pre-originated patient who is actually going to make your doctor's life a little bit, uh, what do you call, uh, uh, I should say that not messy, I should say it's going to put him into a lot of tough situation. The second part is actually like, so the marketer should be, if, you're, if your customer is going to be the doctor, then it's different story, which was there three years back. But now there is actually a patient who is also presumes that, no, that he knows everything what a doctor has actually needed to learn. And right now, let's try and understand Remdesivir and Tocilizumab or whom uh, even, even my family members know about it. That's the kind of... Uh, uh, like no uh, the words have spread in the covid that medicine has to be everybody's right to know about what medication is right the second part of it is when you come to diagnosis again previously they were actually only labs and used to uh, the marketer used to think about uh, getting the labs into their control so that they'll be able to do an activity or a campaign to get it but right now it's a point of care uh, opportunity so it's it's changed treatment choices previously it was actually the way it wanted but the guidelines are totally new right now uh, the guidelines are changing based on uh, different versions as it is comes inside. So there are multiple versions of guidelines of how people treat their patients also. When it comes to brands, again, total fulfillment, it's online. Uh, it's going to be on the counter. If you're going to think about all this right now, Sailesh, you will find that, no, that previously what was actually a cakewalk in terms of a doctor prescribing retailer, retailer to stock is stock. It's, it's actually a different story altogether. There is an outer ring road, I should say, a digital outer ring road which is actually reaching and you have a lot of intersections in the flowchart where you have to solve for if you have to get a leverage point right also so currently the marketeer should have a lot of capabilities the usual capabilities which you always talk about is communication or analytical skills or creativity yes that's a given like no but i think the new emerging ones are like no that how good are you in terms of data analytics uh, it's not about collation of data uh, you can always put a lot of thrust on getting the data. Uh, uh, even in our profiling systems, when I had worked in my previous auction, we had around close to 22 fields which has to be filled compulsorily for getting the profile. But what you do with the data is going to be more important. So making choices are marketed. How how so data analytics yes. and at the same time the decision making of meaningful and actionable items which you feel that we can make a major. Uh, opportunity come up alive is something which is going to be more important. So this is something which you require time. You need also the uh, expertise to get this thing done. Point number one. Point number two, digital skills are the basic terminology now. I think uh, sooner or later, you will be having a lot of uh, uh, pharma posts which are coming like probably a scientific content writer or uh, probably a marketing technologist or something like a chief content officer. It could be data scientists or it could be something which has to do with uh, 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 with a kind of uh, uh, chief 
like even even the, the person who's working in the market uh, will have a different name we now call as a digital approach but he might not be having a a, a territory manager role so you'll find that the <clears throat> here also the word cloud is changing yeah. it's not going to be your pm a senior brand manager gps but there are going to be multiple items coming inside because uh, this this is a spider web it's actually going to be bigger and bigger it's just like growing it's going to go like an internet and you have to use multiple so as i said when in all these leverage points these intersections have to be qualified you require different capabilities to so one is that you cannot become everything uh, uh, i am sure that no that uh, i am not uh, it should not be taken that no that you have to become multiple but you should be aware of uh, so there is a lot of collaboration and also uh, cross functional teamwork you have to do with agencies to bring in the right kind of a uh, capability build up and at the same time uh, sitting on the uh, top of the cockpit you should be able to analyze uh, a real world situation of how these elements are actually helping you in market currently as we speak uh, uh, let me tell you uh, shailesh is that know that uh, the market is now moving into services of uh, something called as uh, uh, the on demand technology which is happening in uh, uh, zomatos or swiggies uh, customer services are actually going to be in the uh, on demand technology uh, real time uh, anytime for the doctors uh, if it that happens then you should understand that know that the kind of uh, uh, competencies which are required before Uh, is going to help you baseline but you had to have a different set of competencies which are coming here to manage these kind of uh, uh, different role. and it's as soon as 3 uh, months down or 6 months down line these transitions are going to happen i think kamlesh uh, it's so very well said and i think uh, coming from you who has been to through one phase of selling one phase of marketing for all the years you have been compelled to change yes in absolutely this- so you have to probably unlearn everything that you learned in the last 25 years to a large extent mm-hmm. the, the 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 current no, normal of covid 16 months is absolutely uncertain fraught with changes speed changes and very uncertain complex uh, you know you are so nothing is certain because it's all the time evolving and i think what you beautifully said is that it's all starts with the patient journey funnel right so you don't have the classical funnel anymore no pay the patient walking into the healthcare system is preconditioned he knows everything and he's just endorsing the physician's choice so i think many leaders are like you have said that today the entire scenario is different there is more democratization of the patient the physician's power has waned quite significantly and the patient power has risen significantly sure. which is is very very clear and coming from you is just an endorsement of the same fact what you also said is that even for terms of fulfillment adherence it's so very different than what it was classically when we were doing marketing the old way just about a 5 to 6 years ago and the third piece of sets is that if marketers have to really navigate these times of pandemic they need to have two very important skills one is their analytics skills the data analytics it is not about getting the data but what do you do with that data and second you also said the digital and building that ecosystem um i know that sipla is at the forefront driving a lot of things in the industry for the first time in terms of technology health etc now i need i want to ask you your perspective as a leader never before in our history of the industry has technology met health at an intersection so disruptive like never before the 
pharma model has got disrupted to a large extent companies you see around you have e pharmacy chains which have now called the shots for the last 5 years there is consolidation happening on that front you have now online mri reports getting delivered and entire technology and diagnostic stuff is gone out of the window is the old rule ways of doing it is all gone then uh, kamle you see actors of the world are calling shots with the patients more than the physicians themselves and today physicians are dying to get registered on these meta platforms and <laughs> times are totally different and then you look at the uh, on demand technology right like the swiggies and the zomatos you have even home deliveries which are within 2 hours then you have digital wallets to make payments like the paytms and the phone pays of the world which have completely done away with the cash it's all digital this is disrupted in, and you look at supply chain piece of our business it has got disrupted manufacturing to large extent pharma marketing has got disrupted how does one make sense of all this i mean this is this industry goes through a lot of these changes very dynamically how are leaders grappling with this how does and what is what gets discussed at your levels do you and factor all these things in your futuristic stack plan process how does it go kamlesh i just thought i want to hear your top line views you know so i i, I would like to i would like to uh, give this reference to uh, basis on my understanding uh, rather than the, my organization uh because yeah. we as leaders have to think for ourselves like no first like no uh, okay. whether the organization things or not is secondary but if i have to be relevant in this particular field i have to think about it uh so i i would say that no that uh, we should uh, we should not be taking a follower strategy in this place uh we should be actually taking a step uh, of thinking which are those services which probably can be do it first time uh uh by ourselves uh in other words this is the kind of innovation probably an indian organization can do it better uh because multinationals are governed by regulations and uh, they have to take a lot of approvals even for a patient support program it's going to be taking a hell of a lot of a time and a pain uh but i think indian organizations should be jumping at it at this point of time uh first is that you know there is actually going to be a, a a different world emerging when we all come out of this covid because there are enlightened boardrooms and enlightened uh, leaderships and enlightened customer base also for example i would like to say uh, uh, what have we got uh, the pnls have been quite favorable for the past one one and a half years because of the reason that uh, the people have not moved to the market so there is a travel cost which has come down uh, the pnl has been favorable because the marketing cost what has been budgeted had not been spent it's across the industry you can find good amount of gains in the pnl now when 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 we have seen what we could have not been done for decades which can happen within one year i don't think any management or top management or company is going to lie by saying that let's go back to the old world and dilute my pnl so first is the resistance is going to come from there uh, it's a valid resistance because everybody would like to safeguard their income so when you are going to do this at this point of time that know that yes let me keep the uh, uh, bottom line intact the percentage is intact and try to make the shift you will find that there are lot of things which will need to be changed and the only solution is what you said just now like no all these digital solutions are going to come automatically into the fray of getting selected uh, one is actually the uh, probably how will you give a teleconsultation platform to your doctor to your set of customers first to think about second is that no that how will you try to reach uh, your uh, uh, services to the doctor without that of a rep digitally 
uh, how do you customize content uh, using uh, uh, you, you how do you customize the content of what a doctor wants to hear and a speaker he wants to hear and bring him to his house uh, rather than actually thinking about the old environment of uh, conferences are not going to be back even if it's going to be back they are not going to be successful probably for once or twice fine but still the 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 management right now of uh, what i would like to chew i would like to eat is something which is going to be given to the doctor and this is going to, so this all requires digital platforms so for example as you rightly said digital cmes uh, digital conference conferences are not i should say are not a big hit because the excitement is different uh, when you are actually having a face to face conferences uh, it's not replacing the way it wanted but i'm sure that the medical content is reaching the doctors what is required uh services are reaching the doctor what's required there is going to be inhibition of meeting the rep uh, uh the same way as what they've been doing before so there is going to be more i would say that 20% of uh, uh 20% of tele uh detailing will stay uh it might not take a little bit more than that because it is a question of whether the doctor has to give time to a company itself is actually becoming a big question mark uh it's not a if you are face to face there's a compulsion to meet if you are not face to face whether there is a compulsion to listen to a company is a is actually a choice of a customer so whether these choices can be uh, uh, triggered whether these choices can be fulfilled or there are other ways of doing it is something which is to be i think multi channel marketing is actually one one way of uh, the the push model and the pull model uh, both the mcm and the omni channels have to be very active and these are the ones which actually probably people are trying to wait out and try to uh, create that web of services which i said uh, today i could say uh, shailesh uh, uh, while we always think about the retailer we also are now thinking about like you no know, how much percentage online is actually grabbing uh, and those online channels are also having a choice of giving a uh, a variety of offers in terms of replacing your brand itself so uh, is it actually a a uh, threat or it is actually a gift is something which you have to think about because your data is getting exposed and uh, now these online channels are also getting into diagnosis partnership you have seen those uh, takeovers happening in the last so there a lot happening in this place uh, uh, I, i think as wise organizations in the domestic players we have to embrace all these channels make your choices not fail prey or try to develop the capability within uh that's where probably intelligence lies because it's going to take a huge effort to fulfill uh, each and every kind of an intersection so you need a kind of a partnership and collaboration with a set of digital partners and that's what the uh, you need a person who is there in the marketing who is able to bring these collaborations and again these collaborations are very fancy and uh, these things need not be there for all the brands it may be particularly required for a set of mature brands in a different manner a kind of a growth brands in a different manner and for a, for a decline set of brands in a different manner but getting all the at head offices normally what we think is that how do you get these services attached to products which deserve it and how can we actually take this to the last mile and try to execution execute it to the outcomes what has been promised is something which is actually being a check but i think out of every 10 attempts uh, 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 domestic organizations making probably around say about 3 to 4 uh wither out and four or five uh, stay some of the ones which are actually very successful are the outsourced models where teams uh, because of the constraint of the pnls the the teams are getting downsized so it goes to uh outsourcing of different outsourced field forces which are working
uh, incentivization of the channel uh, through a kind of agency that's also happening uh, for your brand to be more focused and uh, uh, more p by d is being created so there are a lot of i think at least around 12 to 13 solutions are already in the system which is actually prevailing and doing well uh, choosing making a choice of this is going to be a big task uh, from the boardroom side wow you actually answered my next question about the digital piece which is the way <laughs> but i think talking about the channel the customer the content and talking about creating a powerful ecosystem and collaboration and you know all that stuff to make these things happen and enabling it through capability development what you so beautifully said has actually answered my last you know my next question so i want to come to the last piece of our discussion because i want to respect your time you have given us 50 minutes of your time it's been a wonderful discussion that i've enjoyed so far i want to ask you a, a question which can be a little tricky because both of us have been in the same role as business heads so we wanted i want to i don't know how things have changed now but i want to see from the other side and no better person than you who has been there and done that you had great sales experience you know had marketing experience you are now a cluster head you have both marketing and sales people reporting into you correct the marketing yeah. guy strategizing building demand for the product positioning the real strat work sales people are the revenue generators they are getting the dollars into the organization they are paying for our allowances they and i respect the sales you know we used to respect, we respect our sales guys so tremendously because they keep the lights on in our offices now complete the situation is you have a business head position opening up in your cluster right and this is something completely there is no talent mapping or competence it's just from a marketing and commercial operations you want you have to fill out that position so it could be the sales guy who's vying for it it's a marketing guy and why i am asking this question is because a lot of marketing viewers in our you know uh, community they want to aspire and obviously for them the vertical growth is bo head you know handling sales they don't have sales experience but they still aspire to be bo heads okay and that's why you said very clearly marketing people should get sales stints at some point of time in their career and i am a firm believer right that should happen how do you then decide who gets the i know there is competency mapping there is a job posting an assessment center those are great things but honestly when you work with a leader when put your heart and soul in it what makes you take a decision on those critical attributes i just wanted to hear is it the size of the business or is it the obviously you as a leader want what do you want come you want the best man to be fit for that job right how do you make those decisions because this messages for our marketers is very important anybody and everybody can't get into such roles right that's why i want so it's a great question and uh, i think uh, people Thank may you. have different views out of it uh, sure. i'm giving you my point of view is just uh, to understand right then <laughs> no, no, if 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 i'm having a let let let's take an example if i'm having around four to five divisions and uh, each division is in multiple therapy areas at different levels of maturity uh, i am getting a post which needs to be filled first is that no i need to understand like no i don't need to understand the person i need to understand the division first like no i i i normally uh, treat it like that no what does the division require uh does it require a people head does it require a marketing head it requires a combination of both and even if it's a combination of both does it require a growth driver does it require actually a, a consolidator or does it require a kind of a person who's actually supposed to build only value out of a 
declining uh, growth portfolio. So it, first is I know that let's try and understand what the division is want because the trades, uh, according to me, the trades are uh, I am always considered as actually a growth driver. I'll give you my example is never a person uh, tries to put me into a consolidation job. They always put into I have never had uh, uh, assignments which are less than 25 percent growth. So that's actually how they see me. There are certain uh, probably competencies or the way we try to drive things. Uh, uh, that drive will actually lead you to the kind of job which you want to make. So first is we have to understand what the division requires. Do you require a growth driver? Putting a growth driver into a kind of a consolidation post is going to be building a lot of frustra frustration into the guy. So we need to get, we first let's understand whether you want growth or whether you want to manage a mature portfolio or you want to make a consolidation portfolio. Second is the size of the team, whether it requires a people leader or it requires a strategy expert. So for example, task forces are typically the ones which probably you had also handled before also. They're all task forces which requires high science, uh, high strategy and man by man marking. That requires, so a marketing guy who's very experienced can immediately try and move to these type of uh, levels to make sure that know that he, he juggles himself to understand and I'm, I'm sure that if he does well there, uh, he will not be denied a, a, a bigger organization of uh, 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 which has got larger number of people because traits uh, just uh, appear. You know how we handle smaller team or bigger team. It's all the same. It's a question of decisions. So for a marketeer, I think it's 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 actually going in that level will be easier. But selections of so try to pose if you are actually trying to pose yourself as a business unit head in any place. Try to understand more about the job rather than posing yourself openly on a zero-based approach. You need to understand the challenge of the division. You should understand the company, which is available in public domain. Make some good uh, research on how the company has performed. And if you see the five years performance of the division, you'll really understand what are the pain points of that particular. Uh, uh, it's necessary for us to have this research done. And then try to see whether your competencies of what you're having within is actually essentials for making the change. Uh, that's actually how you have to showcase yourself to the uh, person who's selecting also. Uh, map yourself with the, and most of the time you will find also when there is a mapping problem, you can still understand that no, the chances of you getting it is going to be not so high. Uh, but most of the time, uh, this wins. Try to understand what are the competencies required for the assignment, not for the post. Uh, uh, that's something which needs to be. It's the same thing for marketing also. Try and f figure out what are the competencies required for the assignment and not for the post. Yes. First point, what you said, Kamlesh, beautifully is you are you your perception in the organization. If you are a growth driver, seek that assignment which gives you to exhibit that competencies of growth Absolutely. driver. Absolutely. Not get into a consolidation kind of a role just because you want to be or be you held by figure, nominated figure, but you really yes. should exercise that mandate. Brilliantly put, Kamlesh. That is why I wanted to ask you this question on my series because you have seen both sides. And now as a very balanced leader, whatever I've seen you in the last so many years, 15 years I've known you, I think this was what I was accepting, expecting from you, uh, Kamlesh. It's been fantastic talking to you. I mean, I, I am so much uh, delighted to see the various nuggets of, you know, um, thought processes very clear and you know uh, what uh, you have communicated in terms of marketing your journey sales excellence piece your learnings and marketing 
that you know the learn uh, how do you do transition between two different sets of organizations multinationals indian organizations your advice to marketeers and lastly if you want to aspire for growth into divisional head roles or pnl roles you have beautifully said is mapping yourself against the requirements of the position or the assignment and not just you know uh, the what is required for that role so i think it's you have said that very nice so we've come uh, before i sign off uh, kamlesh i think it will only be apt if i request you to give some very very nice closing messages or take home messages whatever comes to you for our marketers community which comprises of brand managers brand heads marketing heads but also a lot of business pnl heads also watch our shows because they are also keen to understand different aspects of marketing so if you could kindly help us i think uh, uh, the times which we are running are uh, uh, we are uh, our uh, i should say curriculum is changing completely uh, there is a good chance for us to believe whether we are good or we are not good uh i think instead of making our thoughts of whether we are good or not good at this point of time uh, just keep a careful watch on the ecosystem i would always tell that like you know, there are a lot of changes happening in this ecosystem uh you listen to uh, a lot of people who are doing great work in micro projects try to learn from them and get to know what fits your story because at this point of time it's not that your intellect or your uh, exposure or your uh, competence are going to help it's uh it's necessary for you to understand what works for you at this point of time and and when i when i'm telling this i'm also meaning myself we need to have now a zero based approach we have to reset ourselves i would rather put that word that you no know, just go and put the reset button uh try to uh actually think about a different time frame uh start let the point of departure be now and let the point of arrival be also decided by you of any assignment where you are right now and then try to probably mark those milestones and for marking those milestones it's not the same milestones what we had with the hardware which we had one year back you have to have the new software updated in you and try to put the milestones in such a manner that know that you are able to understand that the journey is going to be perfect and be uh, and we have to be very clear also you should know how to erase it because what we are writing right now is not the right story it's going to keep on changing Uh, uh after around 2 years or 3 years you might have a different pharma industry altogether which probably has got a lot more uh, changes which probably or not with so uh, even 3 year plans are going to be very long uh, you, so in short reset uh, make sure that know that know that you have a new time frame uh, create new milestones with the current ecosystem in mind and try to mark yourself uh, for any changes during this journey fantastic kamlesh it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you and thank you so much i am privileged to have your friendship and your <laughs> uh, uh, association for the last uh, 2006 makes it 15 years that I, you know i've always admired you even when we were colleagues in the same organization as an outstanding sales management and a leader first a leader who managed his team very well and you know both bottom and at the top and it's only appropriate and fit that you have risen to the highest levels of leadership uh, in one of india's most dynamic and respected organization it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you sincerely because the, you have you always have the wealth of learnings and i just wanted to tell them all and i and i'm i'm sure uh, shailesh uh, i have a huge respect for your uh, intelligence and i am very happy that know that uh, you are in this role Uh, because i know your other part of the lo- role is actually consulting and where you are trying to help companies create strategies 
I am I'm surely looking forward for your intellect because uh, uh, you are listening to a lot of leaders. You are uh, making, a, 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 you, you are actually building a new uh, kind of the marketing world for around us. And uh, I would also at some point of time, as I spoken, would like to have, uh, I'd like to pick your brains in terms of what is right for me, uh, because that's actually the, uh, that is actually the requirement of the day. Uh, we are not intelligent by ourselves. We have to be intelligent by others also. So yes. I am very happy that you're doing this and Thank I'm you. going to surely use you Thank as you, one of the leverage points uh, for the next uh, kind of study which I am making. Thanks Thank a lot. So Thanks Same a lot time. for spending this time. Thank you, Kamlesh. It's so humbling to hear this from you. The affection and the, uh, this thing is uh, mutual. So take care, stay safe, and uh, stay fit and healthy like what you are. You know, it's always great. And we will be in touch. Thanks a lot. For yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot very much for your time. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank Have you so much. Day. Cheers, Kamlesh. God bless and safety for all who's listening to this. Thank you so much. Good day. Bye. Bye.